0: Go. Welcome everyone to your insights with Mel Vista studios you got Hannah you got Victoria you got myself Kim and this is our opportunity to chat as a team and learn from each other and it's basically like a development chat for continuous improvement as a team and you get to join us and thanks for all the love that you've been sharing uh with us and we're glad that they're adding value and that you're learning things to take back to your own practice and also um for the teams that you work in as well. So that's really cool to hear. All right, Vic, you got a question? Who's a for? What is it?
1: Um, it's for both of you, but it's kind of been triggered by some things Hannah has asked me recently. So I might go to her first. Um, so I just want to know like I've been developing a few new projects recently, but obviously while I've been working here, I've done like a lot of the development side of things, a lot more of the development side of things, I would say. Oh, this is a long question already. Uh, (laughs) And a lot of the time, like it will go to you for QA, Hannah, and I find that you're always asking me lots of questions about (laughs) like things I've done or if I've like checked about things before I developed and... A lot of the time I haven't, like it's thing you can't with things that I haven't thought of, like, um, for instance, the other day with asking if I like what had happened with proofreading. Um, if I had like checked the content, like for flow before developing, because it was one where we'd had been given like the approved content and I had just basically like copied and pasted directly from. The approved content to develop, um, but then like in the QA process, you obviously went through and had to make some changes to get it to work a bit better so I just kind of wanted to find out from you guys like what like get some ideas of things I should be asking and like should be considering before I develop that you find comes up like at QA or when you're finalizing and you think like this maybe should have been done earlier or like at all (laughs) if it wasn't.
2: Um, So I think because I, I was talking to Kim about this, I think we do need to come up with like a list of questions that our team, like we ask at the very beginning of projects. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. Like sometimes I won't ask a question and then like the task won't be done. Like it'll be missing something and Kim will be like, you should have done that. So I guess I just learn over time from my mistakes of like, I should have proved that and I didn't. <laughs> so when I'm QAing, like those things pop up into my head of like the mistakes I've made in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah I think we definitely need to figure out what those questions are like as a team it would be great to talk about like what are all of the things that we should consider because um, yeah like off the top of my head the things I consider are like proofing are we like checking the flow of the content are we looking at it from like a learner perspective to make sure that it like is user-friendly and like makes sense to someone who doesn't know the content. What level is the storyboard or the module? So is it level one, two or three? Um, For example, like if we get voiceover from the client and it's their voiceover, are we checking that their voiceover is correct or is it approved? So it's just like, I don't have like an exact list of questions but I basically like question everything to do with what I'm QAing. I don't make assumptions anymore because I did, I used to make assumptions and sometimes I would get it wrong. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: But yeah, I think, what do you think, Kim?
0: I think those questions that you've shared are like really good. They're so specific and I think they're like really granular. Um, But when you are trying to deliver a good quality product, you need to be that granular and specific. Mm. Um, So I think they're great writing we also have the project brief questions which is kind of trying to understand the project as a whole but it doesn't go down to this level of detail and yeah. I think why we get to this level of detail is to look for efficiencies and improvements and stop repeating mistakes yeah. the only other thing that I'd probably add is that um, the style guide like making sure that's a working document and each time there's a change that we're continuously updating that you know so um this particular word is capitalized for this client it's the only client that ever capitalizes it um, but it's not for others so uh, like a simple one that comes to mind is manager some people they always capitalize manager and some sorry some organizations and some organizations don't so making sure it's a working document so we're not having to hold that information in our head And that we can just go, okay, we're working on this project and their expectations are these things. So the style guides, not only the colors and stuff, but it's like um, the LMS settings do their, uh, do their, what do you call it? Quizzes and slides refresh every time you revisit. So very specific so that the client is going, oh, we don't wear orange hard hats. We wear white ones. And you don't make that mistake a second time because it's like, you want to know that you're listening and taking things on board when you're given feedback. So generally that comes through client feedback where you're able to go, Oh, they've told us this thing. Now let's add that to the style guide. So we remember it for future projects. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. That's what I'd say in terms of practical things, but I'd also say like don't take it to heart um, that you don't know to ask certain questions and that people are asking questions of you. Because there are lots of unknowns in the work that we do. Like, there's so many deliverables, right? Like, the IRQA list is like 30 plus items, and there's the instructional design, there's graphic design, there's development within that. There's like buttons and links and images and text alignment. And like, there's so it's complex. It doesn't Mm -hmm. seem like it is, but it's a complex project. So Mm -hmm. there's lots of unknowns, and I don't think we can ever get to a place of this is exactly all the questions that need to be ticked off because projects change, needs of clients change, the needs of the solutions change, technology changes. So for that, I would just remember that the role of QA is to question everything, is Mm -hmm. to be that perspective that is like have they considered this? It looks like they have but let me clarify because that's a big thing we've been working on is don't assume mm-hmm. go and seek to understand and clarify so remembering that it is the role of the qa person to question everything because we want to minimize risks and consequences of those risks
2: yeah yeah, yeah. i definitely like agree with what you said kim like a lot of the times that i ask you questions vic it is so like i might be like oh why did you do it that way but it doesn't necessarily mean you've done it wrong. I just need to, as the QA person, understand, mm. potentially note it down. So if the client ever comes back, we can say, this is why we've done it. So yeah. a lot of the questions I ask is just for me to like make a record of everything. Like, t- yeah. Um, yeah. Do an incredible job at developing. And I think it's just, it is my role to ask those questions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think as a team, we could come up with some sort of question bank or something that, happens at the beginning Mm -hmm. and like yeah having a style guide and all of that but I think we're getting close to that it's just like we're learning new things as we go and like different things that pop up for different projects and
1: yeah 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 no it's not like I don't see it as a bad thing when you ask questions it's more just like it has made me think like there are improvements that I could make like with things like proofreading and that because it's like I don't want to go and develop a project that then you look at and you're like it makes no sense or like yeah then having to like rework when really if I just looked at the like word document or whatever it is it's so much easier to fix it in there and then actually develop more finalized content like it might still change but yeah like that would make my life easier anyway and it makes your life easier so like that kind of thing I'd rather start looking at doing it myself instead of waiting till the QA yeah stage i know not everything will be captured but stuff like proofreading and the flow of the content and that kind of thing like i think that should come before
0: yeah me too development yeah which is only a new thing as well like mm. that's what i mean about the unknowns like we mm. had a particular task maybe the first time we've ever done it so we don't know we try to plan for the best approach but then we learn through the experience yeah. And then we go, okay, well next time we need to ask this question earlier on. So yeah. I think that's what we're just experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Thank you. Okay. Question, Vic. Interesting, yeah. Um, I've got a question. I, Hannah, I know you did like you've done created these and then Vix done the QA. So like you'll probably both have perspectives, but I was just wondering, um tips for writing an effective facilitator guide
1: Hmm.
2: um i think so when i was writing it i definitely like stepped into the shoes of someone who would be facilitating it and thought like what would i need as a facilitator to like be able to do what i need to do so it's like what level of detail would it be because you don't have to tell them like every single thing they have to say like they can add their own personality to it but just like putting like what are the core messages that they would need to share. Um
1: do you have anything Vic I'm thinking? Um what was in no I feel like for like looking at what you'd done because initially I was going to make the guide I ran out of time how to did it and when I got it I was like this is like a thousand times better than what I thought I would be making. <laughs> um, because I think that, like, when I looked at it, I'm like, anyone could literally pick this up and run that session. Yeah. Whereas what I had in mind initially, I'm like, they probably would have still had lots of questions. <laughs> so I think it is looking at it like, if you just gave that guide to someone, could they go and yeah. run it basically? And if they can't, like, what's missing that they would need to know? Yeah. So, like, it had the key messages for them. It had, like, send this link, click, like... Click this at this time this is how long you can expect this part to go for like it had yeah. so much detail in it um but it wasn't like enough to overwhelm them like it was kind of mapped out so it's like this is this like what's in this section this is what you need to do then this is the next section like yeah. it just still broke it down but yeah it had enough detail that you can follow along and know exactly what you need to be doing at which point i think yeah oh, cool
2: well, yeah, I was a bit worried it was too much information because I get very detailed sometimes. <laughs> so I was going to say, like, probably maybe it should have had less because I'm like, I want to know everything. But yeah, like, it's getting, like, that happy medium.
1: Mm. Like, but I think that, like, that is the point of that guide. Like, people, like, you want people to be able to follow along and know what they need to do and not be questioning, like, why things are a certain way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I don't think you had unnecessary detail. It's like, this is presentation. This is what you need to do while the presentation is, like, playing or going or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: even, like, I remember
1: with the questions
2: and be, like, ask this question, you're going to expect, like, an answer from your group or, like, get them to reflect individually, like, things like that. If that detail Mm. wasn't there, like, as a facilitator, I'd be, like, are they meant to say this out loud or, like, Mm. (laughs) themselves, like, considering things like that too. Um, And yeah, just being really detailed, like this is the screen, like having like an actual like visual image of like, this is the screen that we're talking about and this is what you need to do. I think I'm trying to remember what it had, but it was like, this is what you say and this is what you do. Yeah. Make it like really clear for each one.
0: Yeah, I think it was do, say, um, the resource and then the time. Yeah against basically the screen that the learner would be looking at.
1: Yeah. And I think it is always better to have more detail. Like Mm. maybe not every facilitator that the company has needs to use that or follow it as closely. Like you said, like they can adapt kind of based on their own personality or whatever. But Mm. like, it's better to have it there, I think. Just in case is presenting who doesn't know anything
2: about facilitation or like they Mm. need that support. I think it's
0: yeah. but it's funny that you guys are saying like the detail like there was a lot of detail I was like wow this is so refreshing it's so like oh, really? exactly <laughs> what I need yeah because I did like the final kind of user testing of it and I was like yeah I'll, I'll just say that sentence and then I'm going to move on and mm-hmm. spend about two minutes on this activity and then like it was just very clear and concise it didn't have mm-hmm. paragraphs it was just like very yeah. action focused. Yeah,
2: yeah. It wasn't like docked like pages and pages of text that you had to try and figure out. Because no I know I've had facilitator guides like that that I've had to use, where I'm just like, oh my gosh,
1: I don't even know how to start sort the of thing. Well, yeah, I think I'm just comparing the detail to the one I was going to make, which had not much,
2: not much detail. <laughs> you never got to make
0: said so, like, oh yeah, thank god <laughs> I had to remake it. you imagined <laughs> <laughs> cool thank you I think that's some really good tips to consider over to your question Hannah
2: um my question is for you Kim and I was wanting to know because I know you've dealt with situations where like stakeholders that we interact with might have like off like a different energy that may would be hard for some people to manage so it could be like they're angry or they're stressed or like their energy could potentially put you into a situation that makes you stressed and like act in a way that isn't aligned with who you are and I was just wondering like how do you I don't know how to explain it it's almost like how do you respond in a way that aligns with your values and not let other people's energy Impact you because I think for me, like I would be impacted a lot, and I would respond in a different way that doesn't is not how I usually would respond. Or I'd want to respond, so it'd just be good to know
0: how you do it. I don't know. With the energy questions last. Studio <laughs> insights and this one, am I like what are they? What are those like energy healer people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually just a what? Well, I am energy, but okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so basically, what I think you're saying is that if someone is emotionally reacting, how you don't emotionally react back based on them as the stimulus.
2: Yeah, like how you avoid mirroring
0: their reaction. Mm. Okay, let's go from a perspective of like you're not expecting it either because I think it's easier if you know that it's like this person, when I catch up with them, that like we always have like a little bit of friction or we like we butt heads, we disagree, that's that kind of friend or whatever. So. And then I might, when I'm driving to that catch up, I might be like, okay, like, remember, you think they're really funny and don't get caught up in, like, if you're butting heads, it's actually because you're just, like, really passionate about what you care about. So would you prefer, is that more useful, like, dealing with it in the moment? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I don't know, Hannah. Um, (laughs) I think I am very aware of, like, I think everyone probably gets this, is like, that comes at you and like you're immediately like oh I want to defend myself or I want to protect myself from whatever is happening right now this is like not what I'm expecting and your body just goes "Ah!" (laughs) so if you can like (laughs) know that that's happening (laughs) take a breath like just take a breath you can create space for yourself to not react to that energy and know that the energy is coming from the other person because something's going on for them. It's not you. So what is going on for them? And then it, you can just quickly, everyone wants to be helpful. So feel the, feel the change in energy on you, breathe and then go, how can I be the most helpful in this situation? Mm. And I think from that place you can maybe ask a question and can change, like change that kind of steam engine ahead of a train, is it, is it, I don't know what they're called, but like, so it's not just like, um, I'm just like, can I just do this in sound effects rather than articulate actual things? Like <laughs> this is hard. Um, so if we're trying to remember, just be helpful. This is not about you personally. What is happening for them? What is going on for them to be this way? and say maybe a question is um, help me understand what's going on for you right now or um, help me understand why you why you feel that way so that you can seek to understand and then they might go oh like I've just come from this really like hectic like I don't know if it is it good or bad energy but like maybe they've just come from this like crazy ass experience and they're like that was the best thing ever and then they're like coming at you and you have like you're like in a chill mode or something not good has happened for you and you're like whoa this energy is too much for me right now so then you're just like oh okay what's going on we're on a different level right now um why might they be coming at it this way and why am i coming at it this way where do we need to be i love this person i want to get to a good outcome with this person okay how do we do that and then you got to kind of you, you get better over time I think of dealing in the moment with these situations but take the time to go okay where do we need to be okay what can I ask or what action can I take next to get us there yeah the simplest form but I wouldn't know I don't know exactly what that looks like because I think you'd need to give me I'd probably well no I don't know why and I think i purposefully don't get too specific with this is because I want to be able to adapt in the moment, no matter what comes up. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. Like I definitely get impacted and stuff, but I can never know how someone else is going to show up. So therefore it's better to just have no expectations and be able to adapt in the moment to whatever does show up. But if yep. you know that the place that you're headed towards is together um, and get there in the best place, possible way or yeah. then it's easier to just be able to adapt in the moment yeah you've stumped me with this question no, <laughs> that was really, good. That was really good
2: advice thank you
0: you can summarize it hannah <laughs> what what'd you get from that breathe
2: <laughs> so you have like time to like take a deep breath and like choose how you want to respond um, ask a question to change the energy um figure out where you need to be and help yourself get there so a question an example could be help me understand why you feel that way um or help me understand what's going on for you and through that you can adapt no matter what comes up okay. I just see it as like you might need time to like process to figure out what question you're going to ask and as long as they're like <laughs> can chill out for a little bit while you're processing it that's the only thing I could see not working if they're just like moving very quickly and you don't have time to like think through what you want to respond with. Mm, yeah. But yeah.
0: Well, I guess that is, maybe that's where you do want like a little prompt for yourself that works in every situation. Oh, here we go. This question, people are going to be like, him always says this. Um <laughs> Because it is hard when you're under pressure and you're like stressed to think in the moment for the specific, like, how do I deal with this one? So if the question is always, what does love look like in this moment? Mm. Then, you know, you can get into a different state easier to respond. Mm. And that is a lot easier than trying to think, okay, what is the specific question for this specific question or a situation to deal with? And Over time, if you can get your brain trained into what does love look like in this moment, give that person a hug or seek to understand. Like, you know.
1: (laughs) That's always appropriate.
0: (laughs) Um, Or thank them or I don't know, whatever it is, but love, love shines through. And so I think if you can train yourself to always just go, if I'm ever stressed, ask myself this one question. Then you'll be able to adapt, and that by asking yourself, "What does love look like in this?" Like it takes a little while to say, you create the space to calm down and to respond.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> can you see it playing out that way? Like
2: um, I can, but I feel like when some people are like emotionally <laughs> heightened. Like giving them a hug or something might
1: not. Yeah, well, that's
0: just. just... You, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the... it's interesting,
2: because I've never tried it. Like someone's yelling you know, <laughs> at
0: Well, that's Don't where the the love <laughs> question will allow you to reveal the the thing that is needed in that moment. You'll make the right decision. Yeah. It might not be a hug, but you'll get to a better or what the most suitable thing is in that moment. Yeah. And it could be as simple as what does love look like in this moment? Uh, okay, this is not going well. Let's take a pause yeah. and let's recoup in an hour or I'll call you back. Or yeah. Yeah,
2: cool.
0: I'll test someone's with- on
2: the other line.
0: Like <laughs> 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 who are you gonna test it with? Yibs. With Vic, because she's
2: always angry at me. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I am
0: not. Well,
1: don't hug me or I'll yell at you I'll punch
0: one. We do have an agreement not to hug. She's not a lover. What do you guys think? What tips do you have for that?
1: Well, I think your tips are good. I
0: just don't
1: have confidence in myself to apply them quite like that.
0: It takes time. You gotta train. Like it's taken me time, definitely. It's yeah. not like I'm like this Zen master being like, ah, yeah, and like fucking someone's screaming at me or like yeah. someone's like ag whatever it is, like their energy's too high. And I'm like, dum da, dum <laughs> But like yeah. over time you can you go, oh that didn't go well, <laughs> or that didn't go as I wanted it to. And you go, what would I do next time? So create the space to reflect. And you go, if that mm-hmm. ever happens to me again. If someone goes up the back of me and I jump out of the car and then I'm like, ah! just go next time, well, I'll jump out of the car and I'll be like, are you okay? I'm like, have you been hurt? Rather than go, why the fuck did you just ram up the back of my car? And now I'm going to go do insurance and all that jazz.
1: Well, yeah, I just feel like if someone's screaming at me, I'm not thinking about love at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Quite opposite. laughs> but then think of them as hurting. So they're coming from. And they're a place hurting of me. Pain.
1: <laughs> they're yelling at me. I'm in pain. They're
0: not, they're not. <laughs> only you can hurt yourself. Only you can choose to be hurt by them. They're not hurting you. They're hurting themselves.
1: Well, yes, it's going to be a long, a long journey for
2: me. <laughs> yeah. Angry because I'm like I don't like I get hurt and I don't react in that way. So I'm like, why do you like if I cannot react in that way? Why are you reacting in that way? Mm-hmm. So I get angry, <laughs> hmm. but, <it's> a
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you have to think why, why am I getting hurt right now by this? Or why am I getting angry? Like why am I choosing to respond with anger? Well, it's usually
2: because I've crossed a boundary and I probably need to be better at setting boundaries. That's probably where my anger comes from. <laughs>
0: I feel like everyone's gonna be like these three girls they have issues <laughs> <laughs> who are all these angry people or like um i think it's like normal
1: though like i think the yeah, I place you've reached is like <laughs> above, <laughs> above the basic human reactions and i'm in like the lowest part of
0: it. <laughs> i reckon I just hire you guys. Cause then you, you make me feel good about myself. <laughs> no, I'm only really messing. So you feel good about yourself. <laughs> no, I think that like, that is one thing to remember, which I'm working on is that no one else can make you feel something. Only you f- choose to feel that way. That's very true. So if you can go, Oh, I'm hurt right now. I'm the, the thing is I'm making myself hurt right now. Not them. Or I feel frustrated right now. I am making myself feel frustrated. I'm choosing to be frustrated. Yeah. They haven't gone. flick a little switch. Now Kim's in frustrated mode. Like they don't have control over us. We only have control over us.
2: Yeah. Unless it's physical.
0: <laughs> yeah, you then you gotta get like fast <laughs> dodging <laughs> skills.
1: <laughs> I feel like with the feelings thing Hmm. I don't always feel like I have control over it like do you just pretend like do you just pretend you don't feel like that until you naturally don't feel like that
0: or yeah you should basically (laughs) avoid my journey has been (laughs) anytime you've annoyed me Vic (laughs) I used to spend two weeks dwelling on it And then one day it was seven days and then it became three days and then it became one day and then it became two hours and then it became 20 seconds. And now it's just like, Oh, Vic's having a moment. (laughs) Let her have her moment. And I go about my day. Not that you ever do this, but over time through awareness, (laughs) (laughs) that reaction shortens. Hmm. I can see with your little lip that you're like, mm, not got more, <laughs> come on, what else?
1: On. I just tried. Like, how does it shorten though? Like what? You practice. Do you do to shorten it though? Because I think like if something happens to me and straight away I'm like, that like really hurt my feelings or like I'm annoyed that that's happened, like that's like an instant thing for me. So where do you like stop that instant thing? And how do you change? Like, when does that happen? Because I can be like, oh, no, I'm not annoyed. But I'm like, I know I am actually annoyed because I can still feel it.
0: Yeah. So I, I definitely get annoyed and I have emotional the feelings there, 100%. They just get shorter. And they're, the, the intensity of them lessens over time. Um. So I might get really, like, hurt. Maybe in the past I'd cry and I'd be like, why did this happen to me like oh la, 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 la. but what i always do is create the space to reflect and then go how can i make sure this doesn't happen again or how can i minimize this from happening again and when you put those actions into place next time i'm better prepared if that person hurts me again then I know maybe I've read somewhere that I can only hurt. For example, I'm hurt by someone. They made me cry, right? Really impacted me and lasted for a week. And I held that energy and I didn't want to talk to them. I felt really bad about myself. And then I speak to them two months later. But in that time, I've listened to a podcast or read a book or got some sort of action. I was like, hmm, that had helped me in that situation I faced a while ago that no one can hurt me, the thing that I hear. Is no one can hurt me, only I can be, I can hurt myself by choosing to respond that way. So then I go, okay, cool. Well, if that ever, if we're ever in that situation again, that person hurts me, this is what I'm gonna do. So you pre plan, almost pre prepare to deal with it. And then that's maybe you're on the phone and they hurt you again. And this time they hurt me for three days, but I'm constantly saying to myself, I and it probably is only an affirmation at this point, and I really am hurt and it makes no like I don't. Uh, it's not actually how I show up, but I'm trying to convince myself. So I just say, only I can hurt myself. They can't hurt me, even though I feel it all and I feel hurt and I have the emotional reaction. And through that reflection process, I build calluses and strength for the next time it happens again. And each time things just get lower and lower. There'll be things that you'll be able to reflect on your own lives where um, you used to react a certain way and then you don't anymore. Or you used to react to this level and now you don't anymore. It's a different reaction. And that can be a change in values. That can be a change in your boundaries that you set up. Um, It can be a change in... Sometimes one of the biggest things for change and not reacting is you're just over it. Fuck that. I'm over this. I'm never letting myself be impacted in that way again. Mm. I'm worthy of more than that. I, um, it's not worth my energy to get so hung up on this anymore so that it becomes too painful that change is created through that. Mm. Mm. I
2: just think we don't live for long, so. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah, you have my, like things like that. Yep.
2: Who cares? That helps me. We're all going to die one day. Like this is not a significant enough event to be spending, like wasting my energy on it in the grand mm. of my life.
1: Wow. And I'm going to remind you of that next time you're angry or sad. <laughs> <laughs> but, like get over it, Adam. <laughs> you're going to die soon. Clip, clip this and play it back. <laughs>
2: I <laughs> this is for you personally <laughs> so protracted by gabby bernstein so you got it for me kim and it's real good and she talks about if you like react in a certain way she has like a three-step process and i'm just this is off memory so i may have got it wrong it's like stop so like be aware that you're having that reaction and it's not a reaction that you want to have so even like having that awareness of like this is not how i want to react to this is like An incredible like first step to take and then the second thing is like forgive yourself for having the reaction so be like it's like a normal human thing to have this reaction it's all good like it's cool that at least I'm aware that I don't want to have it so like have good vibes about it and then the third thing is like choose the next best feeling so stop and think like in this situation what is like the best feeling or the best way I could respond to this and whatever that is like try and like grab that and take on that feeling but it takes practice like each time mm-hmm. more used to grabbing that feeling but it's like yeah stop forgive and choose another feeling or thought
0: i like it
1: okay. i'll go deal with all my issues
0: <laughs> i love it it was like hannah's question but it's become fixed counseling <laughs> Well, yeah i have to pay you guys
1: so. <laughs> free therapy for me
2: I feel like you're my therapy Vic like I just tell you things and I feel
0: like- <laughs> I <laughs> wish I could say it to you <laughs> I think that is one thing is not not being afraid to express yourself um like I know personally for me like I can't hold it in I need to get it out it's like energy in me and I need to say it out loud to someone else because I've tried saying it to myself and it's not as effective. <laughs> um, but I need to just feel like, can I just like, I need to vent and express this. And as soon as I get it out, I'm like, it's like, I'm like, whew, it's gone. I'm like, I'm good. You don't need to respond. It's done. The energy's out there. Maybe it's sitting in your body, but like good, good luck dealing with that. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it is human.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You are human, Vic.
1: <laughs> yes. Thank you for that. <laughs>
0: Anything else? I think that's enough for today. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for watching. We hope you got lots of diverse, practical tips from this episode of Studio Insights. Welcome to our world. Um, go share some of this stuff and make humanity better because there's some tips in here for life as well and go check out the links in the description of this video because there are many things that you will benefit from if you like the kind of content we share on here have a meaningful and purposeful rest of your day bye what's up awesome human thank you thank you thank you on behalf of myself and the belvista studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us we really appreciate it if the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us. Basically, it's the stuff that we use internally at Belvista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers. And what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz could I be a better instructional designer that has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating, the problems you want to solve. But in there as well, aren't we cute? That's us. Um, But we've got the coaching courses, freebies, give us gratitude, and also we've got some templates. And basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design, instructional design and e-learning. So a human centered design focus is very much what we're about at Bell studio so putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs. So there's the human-centered design stuff and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer, share this stuff, share it with other people, because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.